Greetings and welcome to the Above and Not Beneath podcast. I'm Robin Sears, your host, and I'm excited to take you on a journey towards discovery and inspiration. We'll meet extraordinary women who have overcome incredible obstacles, and throughout the series, you'll be uplifted by their resilience and motivated by their unwavering courage as they forge a new path forward. We'll also explore the organizations that support and stand alongside them in their journey. So get ready to be empowered and join us as we dive into the world of these brave women. So Tracy Plushcourt, thank you so much for joining me today on the Above and Not Beneath podcast. I'm excited to talk to you and to learn a little bit more about who you are and some of this incredible work that you're doing. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and share with you everything that I have to offer. So thank you for the invitation. Yeah. Yeah. My pleasure. My pleasure. So Tracy, just uh, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and, and what you're doing. Yeah. So I am a certified life coach. Um, I come out of the world of advertising. Um, I don't think that very many people can talk about two very different careers in the context of loving them both so much like I can, but recognizing when one is complete and when you're really being called for something more. And that truly is my story. Um, I spent almost 20 years in the advertising industry. I loved being amongst like creative people working on some of the most creative brands. Um, You know, along with that came a lot of long hours, a lot of time away from home, um, a lot of stress that at the time I didn't really know how to properly process. Um, And, but what I did know at that time, especially towards the end of the career was that I was absolutely being called for something more. And I kind of let the timing play out as such my children were just getting into high school. And so I had friends who were a little bit older than I was, and they were starting to kind of mourn the loss of their college age students or <laughs> children. And, and I started watching that going, wow, that is going to be me in a few short years. And I do not do regret very well. And so I decided that I was going to let those last three to four years really be something special. And so I knew that I was going to leave the corporate world, leave the long commutes and decide, you know, how am I going to really fulfill this passion of mentoring and inspiring people and still being creative and still, you know, getting my hands kind of dirty in, in business concepts and strategy and be home with my children. Yeah. And so those two, you know, very deep desires merged. And I made the decision to leave corporate America and start a consulting business that eventually morphed into a coaching business. And in that time, um, about five, six years ago, I decided to pursue a life coaching certification that really equipped equipped me with concepts that I use today in my coaching practice. And, you know, it's, um, it is everything that I had hoped it would be. Um, there were a lot of things that I obviously couldn't have forecasted, but, um, 
it's just this constant journey of learning and inspiring and being inspired for sure. So, um, yeah, I I was able to overcome a lot of those obstacles like the stress. Um, I would, you know, numb myself because I didn't want to feel the stress with food and alcohol. I know a lot of people can relate to that. I didn't even know that that's what I was doing. Um, it just, once it finally became so obvious and so problematic, I had to figure out, okay, what is the solution? And so I allowed a lot of those types of circumstances really guide the programming and the offering that I today now have for my for my clients. And so um, I feel like I'm the expert on a lot of different levels because I walked in those shoes that most of my clients, you know, come to me in and um, I have a lot of compassion for them. And I feel so privileged to be able to offer them a solution that is simple, um, that is actually inherent within them, um, and one that they never thought to tap into on their own. And so it's, it's incredibly rewarding to be able to yeah, do that. That's amazing. I'd love to go back to what you said in the very beginning, um, when you were observing your friends hmm. grieving the loss. And I think so many moms can relate to that. I have three grown children, two grown bonus kids. Yes. And you, you know, there's this transition period that can be really hard. Mm -hmm. And I love how like you preempted that mm -hmm. you saw it coming. Like you saw this in your future and you're like, wait a minute. I, mm -hmm. I don't want that. Mm -hmm. It's a, we're, it's so easy for us to say I, what I don't want. It's hard for us to go to what I do want. Right. And to yeah. how to pursue that. And so you saw something you really didn't want and that inspired you to make the shift. Yeah. And I think, you know, it had a lot to do with time. Time was absolutely on my side. I had been thinking about this and the reason why I was so uncomfortable or I guess unsettled is probably a better word was because of the amount of time I was spending away from my family. And then I kind of had this looming deadline and like I said, I just know myself so well and I don't do regret. And um, I tend to beat myself up even more. <laughs> and so I thought, you know, I gotta, I'm going to allow this, you know, this desire to be with them more really drive, you know, my decision. And um, I have a lot of friends and colleagues who even today, will say, wow, that took a lot of courage. I was at the top of my game. Like I was at the highest level that I think, I think there's probably women at that level now in the, in, at the agency, but at the time I was at a very high level and I did walk away from it. I, thankfully it was, um, I had such a strong relationship with the agency that they let me, uh, kind of, resign over almost a year's time, which <laughs> I didn't know I needed that, but man, was that a blessing in disguise. Um, but yeah, the timing just, it, I wouldn't say it was courage. I think I was really being driven by something that I knew I wanted. And I am somebody that doesn't really just sit on the sidelines. If I see something that I want, I do go after it. I'm not sure I would say that's courage or even confidence. I would say um, 
it's a little bit more blind faith than anything else. <laughs> but then it well for me. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, I think it's um, it's just taking that first step, right? What is the saying? It's like the first step is the journey of a thousand miles, or you know, whatever. And you never yeah. know what the what the end result is going to be, but it's the um, it truly is the experiences along the way that make the biggest difference. And you mentioned that you've used your personal experiences to create the plans that you use and the programs that you have for your clients. Can you talk a little bit about what that looks like? Yes. Um, So before I really understood what buffering or numbing actually was, um, I found myself using food, alcohol, shopping as a means to really just kind of quiet down these like saboteur narratives and the feelings that those saboteur narratives um, create. Um, And today I now know that those thoughts are meant to be there, but what we aren't meant to do is react to them. They're not necessarily truthful thoughts that we should be believing. I think a lot of people hear, you know, about limiting beliefs and or saboteur thoughts. And I, Um, I reacted to all of them. I believed them all. And so I worked myself into being 40 pounds overweight, drinking a bottle of wine every night, putting myself in a financial place that uh, could have been avoided had I known what was actually going on. And, you know, stress and anxiety were two big feelings. Um, that I didn't know how to process. And so I turned to ways of coping that had worked in the past. And it eventually led to results that kind of hit me, you know, in the face. And I was like, Oh, this is becoming a problem. And so um, today, I there's no shame I can tell that story without any shame whatsoever. It was purely because I didn't understand what was actually going on. And it was meant to happen so that I could today serve all of my clients in a very authentic and transparent way. Um, I tell people all the time, if you think you're broken, (laughs) I just want to offer you and I want to ask you to consider that maybe you just haven't yet been taught to manage your mind, you know, your brain is created, you know, with purpose and part of your brain is meant to keep you safe and meant to keep you alive. And that part of your brain offers you a lot of very dramatic thoughts. Yes, (laughs) Yes, it does. When we were humans in a primitive state, you know, it actually had a purpose, Mm -hmm. you know, it was meant to keep us safe. And Today, in most situations, we're not actually in any danger, but yet we're still listening to those primitive narratives. And if we react to them, they sabotage us. Mm -hmm. And so I teach my clients to just understand that they actually have a purpose, but we aren't meant to react. We're meant to respond in a way from like a watcher's perspective and just seeing it for what it is so that you don't have to judge yourself. There is no regret or shame attached to it. You can just see it as a function of your brain. And that is so freeing when you realize that 
nobody ever taught you about yeah. the neuroscience of your brain and that, you know, the unnecessary suffering of this self-loathing and this judging and this shame that you've been carrying around is just that it's literally unnecessary suffering. And so it's just, it's my mission to teach people this, you know, the neuroscience of their brain and then help them use the other part of their brain to kind of fight, you know, that primitive part that has become so strong because without any sort of awareness, the default operation has come from that part of their brain. And so not unlike any other muscle, it has gotten very strong because that's the part that you use. And so we just work on strengthening the other part so that we can kind of you know, have a more even fight, I guess. That's right. That's right. It's like you wouldn't go to the gym and load a barbell with 10 pounds on one side and two pounds on the other. Right. Right. And exactly. but we live our lives that way. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I love what you said about the, the set, you know, these saboteur thoughts that we have and the way that we self-sabotage and it's something that's been part of my own personal journey. And just think about like we as human beings and particularly as like busy mothers tend to like bear hug these negative saboteur thoughts and hold on to them with a the death grip. Yeah. Yeah. They feel and good because they feel comfortable. Because right? they're it's familiar. familiar. Right? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and you know, I think about that and it's like, they're there to bring you awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like putting your hand on the hot stove. That first second is valuable. After that, you know, you are like, there's something wrong. Like just stop, get your hand off the hot stove. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, retraining that I love. Um, I do wish that they would teach some of this neuroscience and the neuroplasticity for high school kids. Amen. I'm <laughs> right there with you. <laughs> It's so interesting how many young people I now coach only due to the fact that I've coached the parents and they then recognize, you know, if we can teach this at a younger age, how much better off our children will be. And so, um, yeah, I've, you know, just by default, I've started coaching a lot of young people and they do really well with this system, this framework that I teach. Um, It makes a lot of sense to them. And I think when you can kind of personify those saboteur narratives, I think that's helpful. When you can give them an applied learning experience, I think that's what's really helpful. Um, And really help them understand that they have a tool and it's really inherent with them. And instead of spending time like you know, formal education does teaching them, you know, what to think. (laughs) I spend time teaching them how to think. And it's a very different, you know, skill set, but arguably much more needed. Um, When you get out of school, then you have all sorts of (laughs) problems or goals, and you need to better understand like how to think about that so that you aren't self-sabotaging so that you aren't, you know, feeling stuck um, so that you can be a model of what is possible for your children or other people that, you know, are in your circle of influence. So uh, for a variety of reasons, um, yeah, I think the earlier we can expose people, uh, the better for sure. And, but again, you know, if this is something that you're struggling with, if you are struggling with this you know, lack of worthiness or, you know, anxiety or frustration or overwhelm, 
that does not mean that you're broken. It just means that you haven't yet been taught how to manage it. And it has everything to do with the neuroscience of your brain. Yeah. So what's the first step to that? So we use a framework um, called SELF, S-E-L-F. So it's four steps. Um, It is really the art of understanding yourself. So we give you the steps using that framework and it all kind of lends itself back to understanding yourself better. Um, I think when you can make sense of why things happened in the first place, you're going to be able to navigate through that circumstance in a better sort of way the next time. If you don't have an understanding of what got you to where you're at right now, the neural pathways are well established. You will very likely find yourself back there. So that's a big part of our programming is understanding the thoughts and the feelings that led you to this result in the first place. We do teach you how to think different, but we want you to be able to kind of connect the dots between the thoughts or the beliefs that you had and how those beliefs made you feel and therefore react and create mm-hmm. the experience that you're having. So that's a very important first step. And we do that through self-coaching. So the S stands for self-coaching. It's simply the art of asking yourself questions. These do not have to be anything poetic. It could simply be, how am I feeling Mm -hmm. and why? And when you're self-coaching, it's important to not only ask yourself the question, but it's also important to answer the question. It's perfectly (laughs) fine to talk to yourself, right? Yes, yes. He's judging you. (laughs) Yes. So, um, you know, it's it really is the objective of self-coaching is to heighten your awareness to really better understand why you're feeling the way you're feeling and heighten your awareness to which part of your brain you're operating from. You know, mm-hmm. if these thoughts that you're reacting to or that are showing up are very dramatic, kind of fear-based, um, they are coming from your primitive brain. And that typically doesn't end well. And so we teach you to have an awareness around that so that you can intercept mm-hmm. and you can shift and operate from your, what I like to call your prodigy brain. Doctors, scientists would call it your prefrontal cortex. Um, but that's the more responsive part of your brain. And that part of your brain, you can literally create a plan kind of, um, you know, create this game plan of what is it that I want to create for myself? What if I was watching somebody else create that? What would it look like? Like, what are the best practices? And then the $50 million question is what feeling needs to be driving those actions? So it almost seems organic. Like that's the big differentiator between our program and a lot of other programs that we really focus in on the emotions that drive actions on both sides of it, you know, how you got to where you're currently at and how you're going to create what it is that you want. So it all starts with asking yourself questions. Um, And so self-coaching is such a great skill set to develop. Um, The E is eliminating the self-sabotage. And we teach 10 saboteur narratives that are most prominent. Um, 
And a lot of people can relate to those kind of personas. And um, most people identify with, you know, two or three of them that are very, um, like I said, prominent in their life. But sometimes they shift depending on what the circumstance is that you find yourself in. Um, So being able to recognize which ones are most prominent, you'll be on the lookout for them. And again, you can kind of intercept them and ask yourself, is that even true? You know, once you know that it's there now, again, you can kind of pull out those self-coaching skills and start to question it. Um, And then the L is leveraging your prodigy brain strengths. Um, There are certain um, strengths that are only available to you when you're operating from that part of your brain and that they um, really perpetuate intentional results. And then the F is forging intentional results through utilizing best practices. So no matter what you know, you really deeply desire in your life, whether it's to lose weight or it's to heal the relationship with a significant other, or it's to be more productive. There are best practices that, you know, are going to be, you know, recognized with whatever desire you have, but we don't start there. That's the fourth and final step. So yes, we give you the best practices and we hold your hand through recognizing what works for you, what doesn't work for you, how they can be refined, but that's not where we start. Those best practices end up feeling like a very organic way of behaving because our focus is on steps one through three that get you into this mindset that perpetuate these best practices. So um We have programming around careers and productivity and finance and relationships and health and wellness. And we definitely, we pride ourselves on having coaches that are expertise experts in those areas um, that can really help you with the best practices, but it doesn't really matter what the best practices are if you're not in the right mindset, because And that's what a lot of other programs will bank on, that you'll be back because the mindset piece of it was never addressed. Mm-hmm. So that, those are the four steps. And all four of those steps um, don't necessarily require another, you know, a coach to be involved. You can learn how to use yourself mm-hmm. as the solution instead of thinking of yourself as the problem. Yeah. Yeah. So powerful. And Tracy, do you use um, any assessments in your practice? Yes. So um, positive intelligence uh, that was created by Shirzad Shamin, who is a researcher, um, has done so many white paper. um, And like I said, lots of research on self-sabotage. He offers an assessment. I'm a certified coach through him, a mental fitness coach. Um, and he offers a saboteur assessment that he allows his coaches to utilize um, that really clearly define these 10 personas and which one. So we give um, our clients access to those assessment, that assessment. Um, and then depending on which 
program or what you know uh, solution you're looking for, we have we have lots of assessments built into the programming mm-hmm. too. So health and wellness, we have a metabolic assessment that has been really helpful for our clients to see what's interfering from their weight loss goals or with their mm-hmm. weight loss goals. Um, you know, so many people think that they're just broken or that they are predisposed to being overweight when in fact there was toxicity or hormones or gut health issues. And so, yes, we assess and assess and assess. (laughs) You know, it's important and it's great. I think it's a great way to track your progress, right? Right. So, you know, you kind of start and you look at it and it's like, gosh, this is this is a mess. <laughs> and then as you go on and then you reassess and it's like, Oh my, look at how much progress I've made. And exactly. I didn't really realize it. Exactly. But my body is telling me, Oh, you're healing. Uh-huh. You know, when you change the way you respond to a situation and you go back and look at it and you think, huh, you know, six months ago, I wouldn't have responded that way. Yeah. I would have flown off the handle and, you know, been in crazy and yeah. uh, really stepped in it. And now here I am thinking logically and rationally, being able to enter into a difficult conversation reasonably, you know. Um, so I love, I love your, I love the self and being and teaching that you're teaching people to self-coach by asking themselves powerful questions. And you're right. They don't have to be these crazy, long, poetic, whatever. It's like, Hmm, I wonder what's driving that today. Right. Right. I have this crazy knot in my shoulder that I always get when I feel something. What, how are these two things connected? What is my body trying to tell me? Right. Yeah. And that's part yeah. of my healing journey is, 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 um, uh, I was coming back into my, uh, my emotional self, um, because I was very disconnected and being able to realize like, it's okay to feel things. It's okay to be expressive. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I don't have to be the strong person with a wall up all the time. That's, you know, um, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's okay, you know. And to have that kind of a realization, that kind of awareness feels so liberating, especially mm-hmm. if you've lived the majority of your life, you know, with a different perspective. And, yeah. you know, that's really what it comes down to is questioning these perspectives and being open to new perspectives that will lead to different results. And so just being willing to feel something different. Most of the time, the fear of a feeling is what's actually stopping us, but people have no awareness of that. And so they quit before they've even started. And then they just find themselves in this perpetual spin. And Mm. so we can get them to see that quite quickly. Um, through, you know, the coaching that we do and the teaching of the self-coaching and getting them into a daily practice. That doesn't take long to to come to the conclusion, holy cow, I have been self-sabotaging unknowingly, unintentionally. Ultimately, it has been a self-sabotaging, you know, move. And so that is... Yes, there, of course, people can go into kind of the shame around that, but we teach that as an opportunity. That's like an at bat right there. Can you have that awareness without judging yourself? Absolutely. And can you also have that awareness and look at it as 
the first step towards strengthening that prodigy brain so that eventually some of these, you know, circumstances that we come up against that we are like down regulating to the prodigy part of our brain right now, the primitive part is, is probably the strongest part. And so it's, it is operating off of default. And and by the way, you don't ever want it not to be there, right? Like that's what keeps you from stepping out in front of the bus. Exactly. (laughs) That's what keeps us breathing without having to think about it. So it has a purpose. So I don't mean to demonize it. It's just, Mm -hmm. you don't want to be reacting to those thoughts. You want to have an awareness of it and intercept or respond with intention. Yeah. That's so powerful. I think uh, learning that we have a choice in the matter. Yeah. Right. Like we are at choice in every single moment when we allow ourselves to live on, uh, on default mode, which for the majority of people out there, that's, you know, stress and cortisol (laughs) and sugar, you know, it's the the loop, but learning to step out of that and to step into, you know, health and wellness. But that means that's so encompassing of, you know, all the things, right? If you're not healthy and you're not well, you're not going to function well at work. Exactly. You're not going to be, you know, like you were saying, like you couldn't, you weren't going to engage with your kids as much, right? Like it is, um, we can work on some of that with kindness and empathy towards ourselves, right? Right. um, You just have the ability to make so many positive changes. Yeah. And, you know, I think, recognizing that if you're going after some of these bigger goals, um, you know, maybe some professional development or professional growth goals, but yet your safety needs or, you know, some of your basic needs aren't being met. It's very difficult. You talk about an uphill battle. It's very difficult to achieve those other goals when like you said, your mental health, your physical health, your metabolic health um, isn't managed. And so we talk a lot about that in our programming that, you know, this is a comprehensive approach. We aren't going to sit here and band-aid all of the little things. We're going to start at that like foundational level, make sure that your basic needs are being met. Um, so from a physiological and a safety you know, perspective, we look at that first so that then we can really speed up and start like checking the boxes on any other challenges, obstacles that you have in your life. And then getting into these other areas where we think of these as like goals or and then, you know, getting up to that kind of self-fulfillment you know, self-actualization, which a lot of people are in pursuit of, but they're doing it without meeting some of their foundational needs first. And so we talk about that because it is important to be really comprehensive in your thinking for long lasting change. Yeah. And that's just it, right? It's like long lasting change. Uh, And um, I love talking to people who's like, I've done this and I've done this and I've done this. I'm like, yeah. And good for you because you're, you're continuing to fight for yourself. Uh-huh. Right. And, it's and, like, yeah, and you learned, I'm you sure they fell off the wagon. Like, so what? Get back on it. Keep yeah. moving. Exactly. You know, to continue to fight for yourself. Yeah. There's no yeah. such thing as failure. Failure is when you quit. Exactly. And you stop fighting for yourself. Yeah. I will get people into our programs and, you know, like one of our intake forms will ask, 
you know, what are your goals or what is it that you're looking to solve? What problems do you have? And um, ideally, what would an ideal outcome look like? And they can't answer that question. They're like, I that's don't an overwhelming know. question. Yeah, I don't even know what I want. And here's the good news. That's not a problem. And yeah. we can actually go in through the back door and talk about what you don't want. Because Lord knows you've had plenty of experiences that, you know, you've had this opportunity to kind of sort and sift through life that has really brought forward what it is that you don't want. So let's start there. And those, all of those experiences had a purpose to kind of bring you to this awareness of what it is that you do want. And you may not have put words around it to ever articulate it in that way, but that's going to be the first step is just making that decision. And sometimes that is again, one of the most liberating experiences when they can articulate that. And it's such a gift to watch somebody come to that conclusion. And so, and to stop beating themselves up over, you know, the quote unquote fails or the experiences that they didn't like. It's like, no, 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 no. Those were on purpose because they led you to understanding, to discovering what it is that you don't want. And that's a good thing. We need that in life. We absolutely need that in life. And it's it's part of the journey, right? The mess and the uphill battle and the challenge. And so often there, like you said, there are so many gifts in those seasons. Mm-hmm. If we spend time to look back, you know, we can really see, huh, I, got, I learned how to be resilient there. And if I hadn't experienced that, I would still be struggling with whatever. But right. that season taught me that. I'm doing all right. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm prepared for the next thing. Yeah. And when you are looking through that lens, when you have that perspective, that's when you're operating from your prodigy brain and you can tap into the empathy for yourself and yeah. for other people and for the circumstances that you've been through. And you can really start to discover like, what are all the factors that are involved? Like instead of having these blinders on, you can actually kind of, you know, look beyond that, you know, very narrow perspective and see what else there is to see. And Mm -hmm. so, but you can't do that when you're operating from your primitive brain and you're very emotional. Um, So yeah, that perspective of, you know, every circumstance is a gift and an opportunity or how can it become a gift or an opportunity? It's very powerful. And it, it, yes, that feels good in and of itself, but it also like unlocks the door to these other strengths that are available to you only through your prodigy brain. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So Tracy, um, what words of encouragement would you offer to someone who is just, they want to start, they have this desire, but they just feel like in a stuck place? Yeah. So I would have them try on the thought that they aren't broken, you know, really look at that belief that maybe is, you know, having them stuck in this spin of emotions and really ask themselves, you know, is it possible that there is something more to this, that I am not the problem? The problem may be that I just haven't yet learned how to intentionally Mm -hmm. think and feel like I 
just don't think very many schools teach that. And so that could potentially actually be the the source of the problem. And um, we want to get to that root cause. So what is that root cause? It's just a lack of, you know, of knowing. And um, from a tactical standpoint, I would say, look at your calendar every day, find five or 10 minutes of white space and book an appointment with yourself and ask yourself, how am I feeling and why? Take that first step in really understanding yourself. The S is self-coaching. So you're worth 10 minutes of your day. Dedicate that time. If you can get it, you know, as early in your day as possible, it will pay dividends throughout the rest of your day. But asking yourself, how am I feeling? You know, you can Google feelings wheel and lots of vocabulary words will come up. So it you can make it easy on yourself to actually pinpoint what that feeling is. And then the second most important question is why? The answer is usually part of the thought process that you maybe don't even know that you're thinking. It's happening so fast. It's very reactive. Um it's very subconscious. And so you might not recognize it unless you ask that question. Why am I feeling this way? You know, he hurt my feelings. He doesn't love me anymore. I have so much to do. Those are questions or those are thoughts that have become beliefs because they're such well-driven neural pathways. We don't even realize we wake up thinking those thoughts, but those thoughts are the cause of the anxiety that we feel that we wake up with. So knowing that is very, very powerful. And then also understanding that they're coming from your primitive brain and they're very dramatic and most often untrue. Like, is it true that he doesn't love you anymore? Or maybe he just didn't take out the garbage last night. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just, it can, you can kind of actually be playful around it too and just see how dramatic it's being. But my piece of advice is don't overthink this. This is not difficult. There are four steps to understanding yourself self coaching, eliminating that self sabotage that we all here, we eliminate it by not reacting to it. Instead, we respond, leveraging these prodigy brain strengths. And um, it starts with empathy, having empathy for yourself. And when you have it for yourself, you'll be surprised at how much more you have for others and then forging intentional results. But always recognizing these best practices come last and they happen in a very organic way once you've got your mindset straight. So um, book that time with yourself, understand how you're feeling and why on a daily basis. Yeah, so good. You are worth 10 minutes, (laughs) right? You are the very minute, you know, the very minimum you are worth 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And 10 minutes literally can make a difference, such a huge difference in your day. Yeah. And for those, you know, moms who are like, I, I really don't have the 10 minutes and or maybe you're not convinced that you are worth it. You know, those people that you're interacting with on the daily, um, like your children, like the significant others, are they worth it? Because it will absolutely impact their lives as well. So um, ask yourself that question. Yeah. So good. That's right. Ask yourself that question. It just starts with just simple, right? It's just simple. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Uh, I'm excited to send all the folks your way. You've got uh, a lot of resources on your website and I know a lot of people will find uh, great help coming to you. So thank you so much for sharing. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me here. We offer lots of free resources on the website. So yeah, definitely go there and check us out. Yeah, thank you. I love the practicality of the way Tracy presents her S-E-L-F coaching program and how it very simply just starts with asking yourself some simple questions to help you get out of the flight, fight or flight mode. Uh, so often we are just inundated with the stressors of life and we tend to stay stuck in that. And when we can take a step back and connect our uh, physical feelings and our emotional self and our thoughts, uh, it just gives us a whole new perspective. And I love Tracy's framework, uh, really about diving into self-compassion and being empathetic to ourselves. It's easy for us to bring empathy to uh, our friends or, or other situations. And yet as individuals, we tend to be incredibly hard on ourselves. So I'm deeply appreciative to Tracy today for just bringing uh, her framework to us. And I would encourage you all to go check out Tracy's podcast and her blog and her website. And she has generously offered us a 50% discount on her upcoming masterclass. And I would encourage all of you to go out and uh, check it out. And of course, thank you so much for joining me today on the Above and Not Beneath podcast. I hope you walk away with a few nuggets of encouragement and a, and a couple of practical tips to help you move throughout your life in a, in a different way. And as always, give us a five-star re review and a follow. Thanks so much. <music>